This episode is sponsored by Honey. Well, another week of chaos has come to a close. And just to give you a short recap of everything that happened just this month, we tried to take a vacation, which was ultimately pointless because there was no relaxing possible during one of the most chaotic news cycles we've ever seen. Uh, we came back and reported on Trump intimidating election officials in the state of Georgia. An insurrection on the United States Capitol happened, which resulted in multiple deaths and countless people arrested simply because they broadcast their crimes all over social media. Trump was banned from pretty much every social media platform, including his favorite, Twitter. Trump was then impeached for the second time with a trial that's scheduled to start sometime in February. Joe Biden was inaugurated and became the 46th president of the United States. And millions of people spurred on by the Wall Street Bets subreddit joined forces to go up against hedge funds and the very fundamentals of Wall Street. Uh, and then also, uh, as a little cherry on top, an elected member of Congress got called out for once claiming that Jewish space lasers were responsible for the wildfires in California. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We need to talk about her at some point, maybe yeah. on Weekly Weird News. Her and Lauren Boebert are in a contest to see. Uh... Oh, Lauren Boebert, the person who gave all of her, uh, all the people eating at her restaurant diarrhea? That's right. <laughs> at the... Uh... Spurs, or what's, uh, she, she's from the city of Rifle, Colorado. Mm. She has a gun-themed titty restaurant, and she go. gave everyone diarrhea. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's been quite a month. I mean, do I look tired? Because I am. It's been a long, this month has been a year, as I said in the last episode, and uh, we still got like one day left almost. Yeah. Anything uh, can happen. Yeah. But it's the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> I love every week <laughs> seeing that. Yeah. So here's the latest on GameStop. Uh, it's looking as though Wall Street Bets has won the battle for now and was able to keep the stock at a high enough price to really drive the dagger further into the hearts of a bunch of heartless hedge funds that had been betting on the stock to fail. And in the past day or so, since we filmed our last video, people from the sector have appeared on CNBC and social media to basically beg retail traders to please take their profits and leave us alone. Even Jim Cramer, who was like coming out in support of all of this earlier in the week, was like, all right, I've seen enough. Please stop. You guys have had your fun. Look, a lot of my friends are losing their third and fourth houses because of this. It's not cool, guys. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone seems to have held strong for the most part. Um, when the trading closed on Friday, GameStop stock was still well above $300 a share, which is insane because it cost $20 a share like a month ago. <laughs> insane, yeah. Uh, also on Friday, the Wall Street Journal and other major newspapers published interviews with some of the people that have been heavily involved in the rally on the Wall Street Bets subreddit, including deep fucking value himself, Keith Gill, who also goes by the name Roaring Kitty. So deep fucking value, sorry, uh, Keith Gill is probably the most famous retail investor to come out on top of this short squeeze, uh, turning a reported $50,000 investment into around $50 million Holy at one shit. point during the rally. Uh, and in his first ever interview since the chaos began, he simply said the following, this story is so much bigger than me. I support these retail investors, their ability to make a statement. Gill had been posting about his investment in GameStop for months before anyone cared, even showing off the stocks he bought before the guy from the big short and the founder of Chewy stepped in. Now, he even, in late summer of last year, started a YouTube channel to talk about his stock choices. And then he just watched slowly but surely as they creeped up before the explosion happened recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, his latest update, posted to Reddit right after the closing bell on Friday, showed that he still maintained a significant position in the stock. Diamond hands, if you will. Uh, his shares are currently valued at just over $46 million. Congratulations. They, uh, I, I think it was the, the Wall Street Journal got a hold of him for an interview. The New York Times tried to reach out to him, couldn't get a hold of him, but got a hold of his mom. 
who was like, uh, no, I don't know where he is right now, but I am proud of him. How old is this guy? Uh, in his 30s. So he's oh. like 34 or something like that. Good job, man. Yeah. Anyway, in the wake of the roller coaster ride of the past week, though, uh, there have been some fundamental changes to the way things work for retail traders. And amidst the backlash, even more of a clamping down on just what these brokerages are willing to let small-time traders get away with. Uh, Robinhood, of course, um, in a betrayal to their name, <laughs> yeah. halted buying of certain stocks on Thursday. And then even when trading resumed on Friday, they placed an extremely low limit on how many shares you could buy of specific stocks. Uh, I like They said like you'll be able to trade GameStop. I was unable to do so. It's it, When I opened up the GameStop ticker on my Robinhood app, it said, we, we don't trade the stock. Yeah, no. I saw it. You just it, said you did. Uh, Bruce Bruce Green tried to buy some stock, and it limited it to like five or something like that. Famous millionaire Bruce Green was in there just yeah. buying a ticket on the ride, and uh, he wasn't able to buy any more than a couple shares. So uh, yeah, seems kind of messed the up. I mean, it's the free market. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and even if they were allowing the ability to buy stocks. The service has been hammered yeah. for oh, so long. Yeah, it's a mess. Like, even after hours, people are just sitting there buying uh, thousands of Dogecoins. So, like, even in after hours, it's impossible to do anything. I tried to log on to the website to get some screenshots for B-roll for yesterday, and uh, it took, like, 90 minutes before my two-factor authentication code got to me. By then, I had already just taken screenshots yeah. on my phone, but I was like, oh, fuck. Anyway, yeah, users uh, who were angered by what Robinhood had done to them when restricting their access to the open market did pretty much the only thing they could do to retaliate. Uh, they review-bombed the Robinhood app on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store, flooding it with one-star reviews that sent its overall score plummeting. Um, but, you know, since this is a big business we're talking about here uh, and the little guy has apparently no power at all, Apple and Google decided to delete all the mean things people were saying about Robinhood on their app stores. And th yeah. this happens anytime there's like, yeah, anytime there's unusual activity on uh, reviews, yeah. they'll, they'll go and sweep all that under the rug. Yeah, but screenshots obtained by 9to5Google show that after Robinhood stopped people from buying shares on Thursday, the app set out around a one-star uh, rating with uh, 275,000 reviews. Jeez. But a few hours later, it was back up to at least a four-star rating, and around 100,000 reviews had been completely removed. Now, obviously, there are extremely negative sides of review, review bombing, like, you know, when Steam would get review bombed for reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with actual gameplay or anything mm -hmm. like that. But here you had an app that blocked people from doing exactly what the app was designed to do, and the app, in general, wasn't operating properly. And, you know, in the process, might have been costing people a lot of money. Now, there's certainly more than enough justification there for negative reviews to be accurate. The case was seemingly the same over on Apple's App Store, where negative reviews appeared to just not be posting at all when people were submitting them. So, Yeah. On the other side of things, though, Discord actually came around and decided to actually help Wall Street bets with their channels on its platform rather than keep them banned. Um, as we reported on earlier this week, Discord had temporarily banned the official Discord page for the subreddit when... Uh, Things got out of control because the massive influx of new users and uh, a serious lack of moderation. Because, uh, yeah, at that point, it would have been impossible to moderate. And uh, the banned words lists, they weren't cutting it. People were using special characters from uh, other alphabets. And uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, pretty bad shit was flying under the radar. Oh, you mean they banned this word? Well, I'm going to do what's called a pro-gamer move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use an umlaut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Discord allowed the server back onto its platform and reached out directly to the mods to advise them on how to keep things on the level so they hopefully wouldn't run into any more trouble. Mm -hmm. In a statement to The Verge, Discord said, quote, 
Wall Street Bets members have set up a new server, and we are working with them. We will welcome the group back so long as they improve their moderation practices and follow our community guidelines. We have reached out to the moderators to provide them with support and advice, like we do for many of our large communities. Just love the idea of like the the mods of Wall Street Bets showing up to like the booth at PAX and be like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a partner. Think I can get one of those cool hoodies?" Yes, sir. Right this way, sir. 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 Uh, anyways, as a final little uh, bow on top of this week's Wall Street calamity, Citroen Research, the company whose snarky tweet about GameStop investors likely just forced this thing into overdrive. Yeah, this got a lot bigger than it started. Yeah, they announced that they would stop publishing short seller reports <laughs> and will instead focus on, quote, providing insight into companies the firm thinks investors should buy. Good. That's how the <laughs> stock market should work. Yeah, and that's according to founder Andrew Left, who we are sure has not had a great week. I mean, like... Yeah, he's probably lost a lot of money, but he's probably glad the focus shifted away from him to, like, much bigger fish. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, those like Citadel Melvin. guys are the real problem. Yeah, Melvin and Citadel. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Citroen Research, I believe it's just this one guy. <laughs> like, it's just, just publicly, like, pu publishing insight into the market. Yeah, it's just like a blogger, basically. Yeah, and he got a little too, like, you, you know, you have, there are not just uh, Twitter accounts, but like like Dr. Disrespect is a character that is based on bravado. Mm -hmm. So like when you see a company like this, he wants to like, hey, strong research. Uh, Get in, losers. Know. We're shorting some <laughs> stock. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like you're like you said, this guy is probably very happy yeah. that everyone shifted their focus. Yeah. But uh, also uh, the CEO of Robinhood, Vlad Tenev, uh, he was doing the rounds on pretty much every large media outlet Thursday. And, Vlad uh, Tepes, more like. <laughs> Vlad, Vlad the Impalish. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, he was doing just a ton of media appearances, and he looked way out of his league uh, while getting questioned by various hosts. Uh, people really grilled him, and I don't think he's ever had to answer to any questions like this before. Um, so we'll have to keep uh, an eye on him. Maybe he's a potentially uh, new and interesting character that could be appearing in future episodes. I do love, there was, uh, I can't remember, I think I think it was MSNBC or maybe it was CNBC, but uh, Vlad went on and like, you know, telling lies. And <laughs> uh, and then right after that, they had the president of Barstool Sports on. It was just like, hey, you know that shit that guy just said? He's fucking lying. Dave and, Portney. Oh, my and, God. Like, look, that guy. Piece of shit. Whatever. What? Yeah, he, he is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Dave Portney is like a Donald Trump character, right? I genuinely dislike him as a human being, but yeah. he's interesting. He's very interesting. <laughs> he has done great things for small business during the pandemic. There are glimmers of hope there, and now he has upped his social clout by just shitting all over Robin It's Hood. It's the easiest dunk. Yes. Like, you even see guys like Donald Trump Jr., like, all about this. It's like... Shut up, Donald Trump you Jr. You weren't invited to this party. Go away. Get out of here. Um, also, did you see they... <laughs> People dug up that the Robinhood website had like a whole blog section that no one really used, but it had all these like educated, uh, these, these education articles. Mm -hmm. And like one of them was like, what is socialism? And it's just like in the first fucking sentence, it's like some of the biggest examples of socialism are the USSR and Nazi Germany. Yeah, People yeah. were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Why, first of all, why am I learning about socialism from a fucking trading app? Yeah. Secondly, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's like riding in an Uber and having the driver say, you want to hear some things about the CEO? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I would like to stay willfully ignorant about all people running businesses. You know, I found out recently, I've been enjoying tea very much. Come to find out, the cheap tea that's very good, Celestial Seasonings, the founders uh, might be into eugenics. Oh, no. And uh, some really fucked up shit. 
Oh, Obviously, no. they're not involved in the company anymore. I'm just trying to drink some tea. I'm just trying to have some sleepy time tea. What I don't need to be worrying fuck? about these fucking founders. Uh, it's 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 wild. You, you can dig into it. There's like a, yeah. a bunch of articles about the founders of Man, uh, celestial seasonings. I just want to eat my chicken sandwich. I don't want to worry about chick- like S. Truett, Kathy Hate, and the gays. I just want to enjoy the chicken sandwich. Anyway, more to come on that story. Yeah. But uh, let's take a break before we get into the rest of the news, including your godforsaken Snyder Cut updates. Please stop. Please. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this episode is sponsored by Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Stay indoors. Yes. And that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Here's how it works. So you get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks. Then, when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you got to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site. And if Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart. Uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of browsing recently randomly on eBay. Uh, they do a lot of great like refurbished stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Honey on, on eBay of all places was just, like dropped down. It's like we have 35 coupons yeah. for you to try. And I ended up getting 15% off on something that, I, that was already in my cart that I was going to get anyway. Yeah. So uh, surprise for me. And oh, and they gave me, I, got, I redeemed Honey uh, Gold recently and got like $10 off something on like Amazon. So, stonks, baby. It's free money. Yeah. yeah we're on uh, the up. <laughs> Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. You can turn that $2 billion into $3 trillion <laughs> Let this, it ride. one easy step. Uh, Honey supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, you should put Honey on it. It's free and it works with whatever browser you use. So, you can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash newsdump. That is joinhoney.com slash newsdump so that they know that we sent you. Thanks, Honey, for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back into the news. Yeah, back to the news now. And guess what, everyone? We've got a date. We finally know when we'll need to carve out four to five hours <laughs> of time so that we can all sit down and watch the fucking Snyder Cut. Yeah. Now, uh, we could stand here and rehash all the reasons why we're not particularly excited about this release. But uh, by now, you have to know how we feel about it. Um, it's, it's, it's unfathomable that there is somehow a good movie living inside of what was filmed, uh, regardless of who is now in charge of the final product. Because the original was horrible. And even Dawn of Justice was a pretty bad movie. And Snyder was literally in f- full control of that one. Yeah. I just don't see it, guys. <laughs> You can only polish a turd so much. Where's the Snyder Cut of Dawn of Justice? That's what I want to know. But look, just like the entire internet decided that GameStop should be a $300 stock, uh, the entire internet decided that uh, there has to be a good version of the Justice League out there somewhere, sitting in a film canister, waiting to be discovered. And, you know, then reshot yeah. over the course of a month. And, and, it's, and for and whatever the reason, Joker in it. it's the length of uh, approximately three movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, if you told us uh, even one year ago that GameStop's stock was going to be $300 a share, we would have said, yeah, right. There's absolutely no way that's true. Mm. So maybe we're wrong about the Justice League too. We doubt it, but we are going to find out one way or another really soon, actually, because uh, HBO Max has set an official release date for the film to debut on its streaming platform. And they're actually releasing it on schedule with no delay, which is a rare feat for the industry, especially during COVID. The Snyder Cut of Justice League will be released on March 18th, just about a month and a half from now. Uh, The announcement was made alongside some promotional posters that indicate that uh, it's either going to be available only in black and white or as an option. I I would assume that you can watch it in color. And I don't, like, the black and white thing, sure, I think it'll look great, uh, probably. (laughs) Scott Snyder is very good at making things look really cool, if nothing else. But 
you know. Zack Snyder. Sorry. Scott... I keep saying Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is the writer of the Batman I, I comics. I bet Scott Snyder does not like his association with that name. It's probably, yeah. probably been really annoying in his, de- in his, his mentions. Yeah, I really years. like Scott Snyder. He yeah. does very good work on all the Batman comics. The yeah. New 52, Court of Owls, all that incredible work. Mm. I'm sorry for confusing them once again. But you do the same thing with Jake and Logan Paul. They're the same so... person, though. <laughs> Okay, the, the the Paul twins, Zack Snyder, the yeah. Snyder cut, no relation to Scott Snyder. I would yeah. love to see that Snyder. Cut. Yeah, release that Snyder cut. Uh, it's look, it's honestly, it's hard to believe that it's finally here, and you know we can't wait for it to be over with. Again, we hope that you love it. We hope that you get exactly what you were hoping for. And look, it might be GameStop three hundred dollars. It might be something where I'm like, there's no fucking way, and then the internet proves us all wrong. So there you go. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Giddy up. <laughs> I remember when we told you that a, a Borderlands movie was being made. Um, no, that wasn't a fever dream. It's it's real. This is real life. And this week, we got some more info about that project. That This is, this is either going to go down as the worst video game movie adaptation of all time, or, I don't know, win literally every Academy Award. There's no middle ground here. Uh, the last update we had for you was months ago, and it was that Kate Blanchett was attached to the film and would be playing Lilith. Uh, this week, it was announced that Kevin Hart... <laughs> Has now uh, typecast video game movies because he's going straight from Jumanji to Borderlands, where he'll be starring as Roland from Borderlands 2. A fun character. Uh, so, yeah, still hoping they cast friend of the show Brittany Johnson as Angel, since she literally played Angel in Borderlands, but uh, we'll have to see on that one. Get Eli Roth on the phone. Yeah, good luck, Brett. Uh, oh, and in case you forgot, yeah, Eli Roth is directing this movie, which should make it interesting or not. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. It's a thing that's happening. So, yeah. there it is. I am morbidly curious about this. Even more so than like a Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has to do one thing. Mm -hmm. Good fight scenes, brutal fatalities. Yeah. The rest, whatever. I'll sit through it. Mortal Kombat movie just has to make me go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Borderlands, it has to be good. Yeah. Or else, I'd rather, you know, the movie's either going to be Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 3. We don't want Borderlands 3. Uh, anyways, here's an update regarding G4's triumphant return to a screen near you. Now, for a, ra- a while there, we weren't really sure what was going on. I mean, they made their big announcement that G4 was coming back, but then they just did some live streams on YouTube and posted a bunch of videos. Yeah. We thought, surely, that couldn't be it. Well, it does look like it's heading towards a more traditional launch uh, and a more traditional service, whether that's actually appearing on cable TV or going to a streaming platform. I think it's it's got to be Peacock. But who knows if it's going to go on actual TV. Uh, it, it'll be back with new episodes of Attack of the Show and X-Play starting this summer. And that's presumably when, hopefully, the cast and crew will have their vaccination. So that the productions don't have to be awkwardly socially distanced or done remotely, which has been hurting a lot of shows. Uh, this news, it comes from a teaser that was posted on the official G4 account. And, I mean, we do look forward to this and we hope it performs well enough to stick around for a while. But if, they, if the beta test done by Venn is any indication uh, of how well a fully staffed and fully cast gaming network can perform in today's market, I mean, who knows? I just don't get it. Like, because, I mean, look, whatever you might think about Venn, like, it's it's well made. It's well produced. It's the kind of content that I feel like would be successful if it was the hosts 10 are years great. ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're friends with some of the hosts. They're but very knowledgeable. I, it's very fun. Yeah, I see their view counts, and it's just like, it's atrocious. Well, and that's, like, it's, it's, it is on different platforms It's and stuff. because you can't buy your way into views. Like, yeah. it, it, everything relies on the talent. And I am telling you, every single one of the people on the shows that I've watched doing their own thing is going to, if not already is, more successful. Doing their own thing is going to be more successful. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very strange. Anyways, regarding uh, G4, I hope that we can make an appearance at some point. That would be great. Uh, you'd be awesome. We missed the boat the first time around. Yeah. A little too young. Yeah. Yeah, but now we're old and jaded, and we'd fit in just right. Maybe they can hire Spool again, and Joel, and Bruce, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Everything's James Willems. Full circle. And Jeremy Hache. Sark. And Sark. And Jesus, we know a lot of people who used to work at G4. Well, all of Machinima was <laughs> yeah. G4. Yeah. It was wow. where every single person went after that shut down. So there you go. And uh, not to bring things back around to the stock market again, but uh, or, or at least not on purpose. Yeah. But uh, since we're talking about entertainment news, it's probably best to point out that uh, Wall Street Bets, Reddit, retail investors, people who just wanted to get in on the fight against the hedge funds, they all, whether inadvertently or on purpose, actually may have saved AMC theaters from bankruptcy as a goof. Yes. Whoops. Did I do that? <laughs> Did I just save the movie theater industry? <laughs> What? <laughs> did it, did it, did it. Um, yeah, we all know that like, the theater chain's uh, one of the hardest hit businesses during this pandemic, uh, despite the efforts of complete psychopath and death cult leader Christopher Nolan. So, uh, it's come all, come one, come all out to the movies. You're going to want to see it in the theater. And it, it turns out that movie did, it wasn't very good, apparently. I still haven't watched it. A lot, of, a lot of people seem to love it. I don't know. But uh, it should come as no surprise that AMC theaters, their, their future was looking pretty bleak, if not hopeless, until the short squeezers came along. Yeah. They were helpless. Yeah. The knives were out. It was the 11th hour, and who should come and save them but a bunch of autists on Reddit. If AMC wanted to make even more money right now, they would come out with, uh, with like a, uh, a stress ball. There's an AMC stress ball, so you can give it the squeeze. Yeah. Uh, according to a write-up on Yahoo News, quote, thanks to Reddit, AMC Entertainment has managed to take $700 million of debt off its balance sheet, as well as raising $506 million of fresh cash in the stock market. The movie theater chain and hot meme stonk of the moment converted $100 million of junior debt into equity on Monday, while also raising fresh equity capital. Then on Thursday, it announced that $600 million of senior debt had also been converted into equity at a price of $13.51 per share. And yeah, as of closing time on Friday, AMC stock had pretty much maintained that price point. So congrats, everyone. You did it. You did it. And, and hopefully once things are back to normal, you'll be able to tie your stock portfolio to your AMC A-list app so they can give you a, some free tickets or a bucket of popcorn or something for your help. You earned it, after all. Yeah. Guess what? We're bringing Sonic the Hedgehog back to theaters, and everyone's seen it for free. There should be a special, There's, you know, there's the A-list entrance. There should be a special entrance for Redditors when the theater's <laughs> open again. Oh, <laughs> sir, come right this way. <laughs> We've got your chicken tendies cooked yeah. up to the perfect temperature. Show me which flair you have on your account in your Reddit app. Yeah. Uh, another, another thing is uh, I, I opened up my Google uh, TV today, and... Uh, the top trending movie is The Big Short. <laughs> and they, I, I believe they were putting it at a discount. You could rent yeah. it for like $1.99 yeah. or something. It's like a great that. movie. It is a fun movie. I'm sure that that and Wolf of Wall Street have to be like the two most rented movies of yeah. the week. Wolf of Wall Street really like, because that came along right before. You just watched the first half. Right before the retail uh, investment uh, craze. And yeah, yeah, it is like, like, like so many other Scorsese movies, it seems like people only watch the first half. Yeah. And they're like, and then everyone lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. And he was awesome, and that's it. Yep. It's like uh, how, you, you know, a lot of people, the, especially when you're in college, you, you just watch the first 20 or 30 minutes or so yeah. of a Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And you're like, wow. It's about how, how awesome uh, being in the military is. Uh, yeah. Raging Bull, it's about how, how awesome Jake LaMotta <laughs> as a boxer is. Yeah. Goodfellas is about how cool it is to be in the mafia. Scarface is all about how awesome it is to have power and <laughs> drugs and money. Yeah. 
nothing bad ever happens and all stocks go up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's skip the ending of this fucking season of reality because it's probably going to get pretty bad. Yeah. Just watch the first half. <laughs> all right. That's it for this month. Oh, boy. Yeah. Welcome to February. The shortest month. Yeah. Short February. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be lots of stuff happening. We'll be here to uh, take you along for the ride. In the meantime, watch every other goddamn GameStop video we did this week. And we'll see you soon for a new Weekly Weird News. Yep. We'll Bye. see you then. Bye.